Hello everyone this is your host KK I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First it's available on amazon.com I'm putting the link in the show notes click the link grab your copy today there is a free gift for everyone inside the book may I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me thank you so much imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs Hello and welcome to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs with your host Kajal Khurana KK. Our guest today, she is broadcast media professional with more than 20 years of experience. As much as she was passionate about her job, she realized her career advancement was still in the hands of others. So back in 2015, she decided to explore a different world, the world of digital business, and she became an entrepreneur. She is now a business coach to entrepreneurs. Her name is Anthea Ang. Welcome to our show Anthea. Hello Kajal. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Awesome. <laughs> First time I'm having a guest in the same time zone. We both are in Singapore. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Amazing Singapore, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice to have you Anthea. So please tell our listeners who Anthea Ang is. Hello everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening wherever you're listening in to right now to Kajol's podcast. I'm Anthea as Kajol has introduced. Yes, I've been working as a media professional for more than 20 years. I specialize mainly in sports. I love sports. I've always been very active in sports until until I had a really nasty knee injury. <laughs> back then and then so I decided okay, I I probably have to drop it. and choose something else i was mm-hmm. always a netball player okay so sport is in my blood teamwork as well yeah awesome. and and so i've always been like in a training capacity when i'm in school <laughs> in a sports team or even in my eca we call it eca back then so you know how old i am <laughs> and even in um ministries and church ministries i've always been in the training capacity but what but work has sort of like taken a lot of my time because in media you basically work around the clock yeah deadlines of the deadlines and stuff like that and then i was working like morning or even i would call it the usa time the usa zone time as in so that is the time where i'm working and everybody is asleep in singapore right <laughs> and then when i'm sleeping everybody is awake right. so as years go by i realize that one thing that has taken its toll is my health as like i'm almost 50 years old when i'm if i'm just starting out i mean that kind of hours is okay but yeah. it's like when i'm approaching close to 50 i said now probably this isn't for me because even if i have a good pay but it will all end up in the medical bills in the future <laughs> so i said okay i need to look at something else but also i guess what was actually the main 
trigger point was back in 2013. Because as a journalist, you tend to actually Google a lot of stuff, uh, you know, to substantiate your reports, uh, your mm-hmm. TV reports and stuff like that. And I saw a lot of youngsters in London and even in USA, they're making a lot of money online mm-hmm. before they graduate. Right. And so here I am, mid-40s, <laughs> in my office, staring at my computer screen running for deadlines and stuff like that. And I was just asking myself, what am I doing here? Because there was this young couple where uh, it's like 21, the, the girl is 21 years old and the boy is 23 years old. And they bought a 1 million pound mansion before they even graduated in the final year. So there I was sitting in my office and I was just thinking, and here in Singapore, I couldn't even afford a condominium yet <laughs> after working for almost 20 years. So that was the point in time when I was saying, something is wrong. Right. Something is really wrong. So I started looking and I think the next trigger point was there was a structural change in the company. And when that happens, people go, yeah? Mm-hmm. People will, let, will ask to go. And what really hit me was someone who was actually very valued or I would say contributed a lot to the company was then asked to go. Right. With immediate effect, 24 hours. I was just, I was telling my, my team, I said, okay, everybody, uh, <laughs> just uh, do whatever you're supposed to do and don't worry about too much and complete your job and go home, okay? Just take the salary. And then, then, so I assured them, but after that, I reflected and said, no, that's not right as well. Because my mom was the one who told me last time and said, get a good degree, get a good job, and you're done for the rest of your life. Right. And then, so now it's like, I said, mom, whatever you told me didn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, now people don't really look at it like that. So true. Jobs, yeah, jobs are no longer secure. So what happened was, then I told myself, it's like, okay, so that means I should stop climbing the corporate ladder because when you're the head of a department <laughs> and if the new management doesn't like you you get chopped first you're right the first one <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's like you spent almost you know i would say two-thirds of your life yeah. you know working for someone building someone else's dreams so okay. that yeah you may end up like that okay so maybe i will just stay at this middle management and just be happy <laughs> yeah but then the thing is that i'm not happy right and as I, as I grow old, I was like, my age is one thing, but my health as well, working that kind of hours. And the next trigger point I have to tell you, so the three main trigger points are, it was like one day I was at work and then my show is going to go in an hour's time. I got a call from my brother and he says that he's in the hospital, A&E. Mm-hmm. I said, what happened? He said, mom just admitted herself to the hospital. I said, what? Because she was going through a depression. Mm-hmm. And so I said, they say, okay, we understand that you have a show to go on. That's why all of us are here dad, brothers, and sis-in-law, they're all here. And then once your show is done, please come over. I mean, while I felt, you know, that the family was supportive and they were deaf with my mom, but the next thing I was saying, it doesn't feel right. When I was sick, when I was young and sick, my mom would be there for me. Right. But when my mom was ill and she's not well, I wasn't there for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have family, yeah? So that was the other thing that really made me think. And, and I said, I'm spending a lot of time building someone else's dream and then I can't take care of my parents I can't take care of my my own family when they needed me the most and so that really got me thinking hard as well it took me two years to really look at what is out there for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be like the young couple out there so Mm -hmm. I there was a really was a total so-called mindset shift Mm -hmm. that I uh, so I went searching 
I really went searching. So what is this online thing that people are making money and, and how do they do that and everything? Of course, there are like some that are like <laughs> a bit fishy and right. yeah. So it's, it just requires you to be, do a bit more research and all. Mm. So, so that was really what helped me to change from being nine in the five. corporate. Yeah. yeah, not really nine to five. Mine is probably <laughs> five to nine. <laughs> Five, yeah, you're right. Five to midnight, twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So I, I really wanted more control of my own future, my own mm. destiny. That I want to decide for myself how much I want to get paid, and mm. I don't want people who don't know me at all to be appraising me. I don't want people who are like I could have done like one hundred things right the entire year, but during the appraisal. The supervisor will be telling me, Anthea, during that time, that point in time, this thing happened, and then you said this, blah, 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 blah. and then they could go on and on, and they just magnify the entire problem, and they just wipe off whatever you've done right the entire year. Right. I couldn't even recall what, what, what happened, and then it's like, it, it, was a, it wasn't a really nice feeling. Mm. It's just that in the culture, in, in the company culture like that, it does no good to morale. Mm-hmm. It doesn't inspire you to want to be a better employee mm-hmm. <laughs> or even a person. So true. It hampers your personal growth and personal life and relationships and everything. True. Exactly. You're always like walking on fire or you're just like going to tip anytime. So you're always living in fear and you're always thinking, will I have my job next month, next mm-hmm. year? No yeah. matter how well you perform. Insecure, so, feeling insecure. Very yeah. insecure. And I think during this particular time right now, a COVID-19 pandemic, it mm-hmm. feels more insecure for a lot of people in right. this situation. Yeah. So many points you touched there. Amazing. First of all, I want to compliment you. Really, I'm surprised you said you're almost 50, right? You do look. <laughs> oh my God. Live on Zoom. She uh, looks like 30. When she was talking about 2013, I thought she was probably 25 then. I was like, mm. wow, thank you. She's like 45. So first of all, really, really, it's a compliment. You look thank very you so young and thank energetic you so and, you know, inspiring. Amazing. <laughs> Keep that up. Second you. thing, you spoke about one very important point, which was like, you don't want to spend your money in hospitals. This is what our show is all about, escape burnouts, you know. Mm. I always tell people, don't work so hard ignoring your health that you end up being in hospital. All your hard-earned money is going to be going to the hospital. So that message and then second thing uh, you mentioned was, it wasn't serving you, right? You didn't belong there, right? You had that feeling, but you did your research. You took two years for you to understand who, you know, what you want to do. And also another point you said, you saw this couple who had this $1 million (laughs) mansion, but sometimes people just show off, right? That's the shiny object syndrome. People are showing off, but you did your research, which is amazing. Mm, and yes. you did not just quit and you started something, you know. So tell us more like what exactly did you, how strategically you planned and what did you do? Like when you left in 2015, how did you start your business? I, I didn't really uh, leave um, as in quit my corporate job um, in 2015 when I found the, the business that I was uh, really interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so because it took me almost 20 plus years 
<laughs> to be very good at what I do in media and broadcast that mm-hmm. I want I, I can just close my eye one eye and I, I can produce a program and a show out yeah mm-hmm. so when I started the business I said okay I'm not going to be that impulsive because I have zero knowledge about business mm-hmm. I've no experience in sales and marketing I have no network imagine when I was working everybody is sleeping <laughs> when I'm sleeping everybody is awake so there is no way for me to go for any kind of like networking sessions or to meet people so to speak to to broaden my circle of friends I'm just dealing with TV shows and the interviewees that I'm supposed to interview but my team is doing that as well so I'm pretty much boxed up. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert, okay? So it, <laughs> it takes a lot <laughs> to talk to people. I didn't really jump into it. What happened was I gave myself 12 months. Mm-hmm. 12 months to learn whatever I can right. with the business that I was uh, interested in. And I just, I was like massively learning like a sponge. I think it's good that I was starting it, starting out with zero knowledge about everything. It's mm. like everything is like, I don't know, what is this? What is this? So when they talk about, okay, this is a bit embarrassing. When you talk about Tony Robbins, uh, <laughs> Robert Kiyosaki, I say, who are these? <laughs> ah, okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, you see. So Though you were in media, you did not hear about them because they keep coming here for shows, right? No, because I deal with sports personalities. Oh, okay. So the okay. people who are in sports inspire me the most, like tennis great Roger Federer, Andre Agassi, like even Jose Mourinho, the former Chelsea coach. These are the people I read the biographies. So these are the ones who inspire me in the ter- in terms of how they have actually overcome challenges and adversities in their lives, in the early parts of their their lives and uh, through trainings getting onto the professional circuit and whatever went through it to become that good. Right. So right. everybody had a journey. And then so these are the ones who inspire me more. Right, right. <laughs> so it's the mindset, I guess, of a champion right. that I was going after rather than the business side of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was only 2015 when I was like exposed to my mentor, my coaches and all Then They were saying, have you read this book? Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, huh? what is this? Uh, <laughs> and then suddenly I was just bombarded with all these, this is a brand new world to me. Right. But I was very open to learn. And at that time, my fellow colleagues and everybody who was actually on the same journey, they're just saying, Anthea, are you sure you are doing this part-time? Because mm-hmm. it's like you're, you're a full-timer. It's like your, right. your full-time job becomes your part-time job. And I said, yeah, because... I gave myself 12 months. I said, if I don't make back my initial investment, then this is not for me. Mm. You know, so I have to start looking for something else. And, and that was like, would you call it an ultimatum? Because I was saying, are you being, <laughs> yeah. too, harsh? Are you being too harsh on yourself? It took you 20 plus years to be very good in media broadcast. And then now, <laughs> it's just 12 months, 12 months, this is 20 years. I think you're being too harsh on yourself, Anthea. I said, no, 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 I don't. I mean, time is not on our side. I mean, I'm almost going to be mid-40s and uh, 50s when I just started. How many more 10 years or 20 years do I have? Right. And so I have to fast track my learning journey, my learning process to be able to, to get into the world or the mindset of the, the millionaires, the people who are already successful. I really need to know that fast. Mm-hmm. And then what did you do? After you finished learning for 12 months, what happened next? Okay, the exciting thing is that because this is part of like, you know, when you start a job, it's like a probation. 
So mm. you train and you earn. So I can learn and earn and earn and learn at the same time. It's an ongoing thing. So that's what I like. And so it was during that time that in like six months, I basically earned back my initial investment. And so I said, okay, this is for me. <laughs> okay. And so I continued uh, being a part-timer in a sense because I wanted it to be a bit more stable. Mm. And then uh, in 2017, when work became really unbearable, mm. <laughs> yeah, and the people were just like, it's, you know how it feels when you don't feel appreciated? Right. Even, even though you have years of experience and, and you have never been a troublemaker at work. Mm. Yeah, so it, it became really unbearable. And so I handed in my resignation because my business was tap blooming. <laughs> okay, it was okay. It was doing okay. Okay. And I said, all right, it has not actually matched my corporate income back then. Mm-hmm. But I was saying, okay, it just needs a bit of adjustments because the extra money. I mean, how much do we need, right? Every day. Mm. <laughs> like this COVID 19, when I'm like homebound and everything, I hardly go out. I save a lot of time. Of traveling and I save a lot of time um, waiting for people who are late. <laughs> yeah, so and I and and everything is home cooked and stuff. And I, I I was actually very productive when I was like during lockdown, circuit breaker right. in Singapore. So when I when I realized that okay, I lost that thought. Yeah. So when when I uh, in twenty seventeen, what happened was I when I decided to resign, I said okay, so that now when I go full time, I can really go full on with my business. And so to make it really successful as in like, it, right. it, like, you know, really huge. But then what happened was one week or two weeks when after I tended my vaccination, I got a really, really shocking news that is my dad was diagnosed with cancer. Oh. Yeah. So at that point in time, I was like, oh my God. So my, my mom was the first one that I was really worried about is like, because she knows I just resigned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so we don't know how the medical bills is going to come and how long this battle is going to be. Right. And I asked God, I said, is this a joke? <laughs> it's like, so should I just take back my vaccination? But I said, but I don't really, I'm not happy where I am. Right. And so I stuck with it. And the business basically was automatically running by, run by some, some of the other team members. And mm. I was able to take care of my dad. Mm. We had a really good nine months. I was helping with him with health, nutrition, food, right. exercise. And he was able to go and eat whatever he wants to eat. Um, I'm not too sure whether I can share this, but I was the caretaker at night. Because in the day, uh, while I was running about for my business, my mom mm-hmm. and my, help, my mom's helper was taking care of the morning and afternoon shift, but I was the, I was the night shifter again, <laughs> again. <laughs> to take care of my dad, to make sure that he sleeps well and everything. He has everything taken care of. And when he sleeps, then I leave the hospital. Mm. And that's just one night. And he just said, what happens if I die? Oh my God. And I was like, dad, why are you asking that? Mm. And he said, what's going to happen to all of you when, I, when, I, when I'm gone? I said, okay. I said, Dad, uh, you're actually doing fine right now. So, is anything? <laughs> is there anything you need us to help you to do? You know. Mm-hmm. And then he said, No, I'm just asking. And I said, Okay. And that was that point in time. I said, Okay, maybe he needs to know where he can go after that. Mm-hmm. And then I shared with him about my faith. 
he was he was from Catholic high school back then as well. You know, it's just that certain things distracted him, and then so he didn't believe anymore. So it, he didn't. Be, so I told him, I said, you know, someone is going to come and lead you to where there is a place of yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, because that person is human, like which is God. Yeah, I said, oh really? I know him. He said, you know him? Then why did you not believe in him? I said, oh, because I asked him for something when I was young, and and, and he didn't give me. I said, oh. Okay, so are you willing to follow him right now? And he said, yeah. And so that night, he believed in God again. Mm-hmm. And a few weeks later, when we went back for checkup, he said he, was, he wanted to get baptized. I said, huh, you're in hospital. How do we get baptized? So I don't know. I scrambled and I asked for people to help. And then in the end, he was baptized on the Friday. During the weekend, he got pneumonia where he had really bad fever and infection. Mm-hmm. And three days later, he passed on. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but that's okay. But he was very peaceful, and everybody, mm. all my relatives, and everybody says that he doesn't look like a cancer patient. Mm-hmm. And and I'm very thankful because of that. I was able to spend the last few months of his life with him, mm-hmm. and even led him to to God. Yeah, so I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful. And ever since then, I was just focusing on my business. Right. So what do you teach entrepreneurs now? Because you're a business coach, what are the strategies you use to help them? Good question. Because I started not knowing what to do, right? So now Mm. we have a very good system in place that once they come in, they need to get the basics, right? So we do system training. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just like if you own McDonald's today, (laughs) you have to put the stuff through the same training. Mm. You know, how do they make the burgers and everything? How do they serve people? Yeah, so it's the same thing in all businesses. We need to have a system in place. And most important of all, it's two things. I would call it the code of honor. Code of honor meaning when you join the business or you join the team, make sure that you are aligned with the team's or the company's vision. That's Mm -hmm. one thing. And also very simple values like, no borrowing and lending of money. Mm. Because once you get into the money issues, I tell you, it breaks down a lot of partnerships and relationships. Right. And then there is also respect, mutual respect, and being very professional. And the last three things I like about the culture that we build in the family or the, in the business is love, gratitude, and contribution. Mm-hmm. Love, I said love because <laughs> I understand that some people might be tough to love. That's why you have a group of people, a community, whereby some people can love some other people more, right? So I will call this as a very high leverage kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and gratitude is like, you have to be grateful for people who are helping you. Mm-hmm. You also have to be grateful to people who are like, <laughs> mm, some kind of like a challenge to you as well, because it molds you and it shapes you. Right. It's an experience, right? No two people are alike. So people can have different opinion, but that doesn't yes. mean they're right or wrong. Amazing. Correct. So what are some of the common mistakes you see young entrepreneurs doing? Do you see a pattern of people doing same kind of mistakes? Or do you see there are different types of mistakes people do coming from different cultural background or their upbringing? I think... <laughs> Mm, are they going to hate me for this? No. <laughs> no, we're just being honest and authentic. If if there are, we should let them know. <laughs> I have I have actually uh, young people in the team before. They're very willing to learn. They're like a sponge, but mm. they don't have the patience and the endurance. Right. And the perseverance to just last it out. You know, in businesses, it's like when you make a meet a client, the client may not say yes immediately. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, because this is about a business relationship. This is about a deal. People mm. are talking about money. 
And then it's like they don't say yes immediately, but does it say does it mean no yes in the future? So true. Yeah, yeah so, you're right. They are not patient and they want quick results, you know, because of social media as well. There yes, are get yeah. rich quick marketing, uh, you know, videos everywhere. In exactly. fact, I was talking to somebody yesterday and even this afternoon, and I have to keep repeating the same things. Do yeah. not let your expectations play hard on you because yeah. you just started building your business. You are hardly visible on social media. People don't know you and then you post something and there are no likes or no comments. You get disappointed and you do, don't take action. Tomorrow is not going to help you. Be consistent. Be patient. Very good point. Be Very visible. Good point. You Very know? good point. And give yourself at least few months or at least one year like you took time. And most of the people, we have to keep repeating this. No one gets success overnight. Yeah. No one gets all the top people today. Like we mentioned, Tony Robbins and other top guys also had like at least 20 years to get where they are today. Yep. <laughs> but so I think, I young, think um, young, young entrepreneurs definitely don't have too much patience. I'm also experiencing that with some of my clients now. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I just hope that they, they're young. All right. And I think the most important part when you're starting out is really getting the experience. Right. And learn massively learn. because when you're young, you don't have that many commitments. Right. You're right. No, you're right. absolutely yeah, right. If you, you don't, don't have, have family, family, you don't have kids, you have all the time to invest in your business. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. So learn to be the right person, then the right people will come. So true. Be authentic, be consistent, and you will have your Invest own. in yourself first. Right. It's like I always tell them, I say, or even myself, I said, we spent like how many years in school? We mm. spent like how many thousands of dollars just to get a degree? Some right. people master's holder and everything. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but it gets you a job after that. Right. right. So in order to scale up, you want a higher income. <laughs> well, then you have to put in that effort and that time right. and a bit of investment to be where you want to be. So true. So Antia, what is one piece of advice you would give entrepreneurs to escape burnout? I always say this when I was trying very hard to pass my PSLE exam. Not too sure whether you, you are aware. I, I don't really We have to English say what well. is PSLE because <laughs> most of our listeners are from US. So guys, PSLE exam is like a sixth grade, very, very, very tough exam in Singapore. And I have seen kids literally like, I don't know what is the right word, suffering, I would say, in last seven years because of the stress and tension of PSLE. I don't know what that stands for. <laughs> primary school leaving examination. Oh my God. After seven years, I learned that. <laughs> oh my primary God. school leaving, leaving examination. It's, it's like a graduation to secondary school. Yeah. And people stress. I mean, kids stress a lot about it. I have seen that and it's doing yeah. no good to them. Anyway. Yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> so, so now I'm speaking to the parents or maybe the young people right now, just to, just to share my story. I've always struggled with the English subject since young because I grew up in a, a Mandarin speaking environment, my family. And so throughout my entire primary school to secondary school, I tell you, I always struggle with English subject, okay? Because even science and maths and after that history and geography and literature, I tell you, I have no idea what's going on, okay? I thrive only in my Chinese subject, but during my PSLE, okay, I was telling myself, I said, okay, I have to make my mom proud. Mm -hmm. I have to do well. I don't know how, but I just have to do well. So I was every time in my mind when I find that it's difficult to understand English grammar or whatever and maths and science, I told myself, 
nothing is impossible. Right. It's only a matter of time and the courage to try. And I just keep having this in my mind when I feel that it's difficult. I say, nothing is impossible. It's only a matter of time and the courage to try. So I just do a lot of examples, a lot of test questions, and it's called distinctions mm. for my PSLE. Now, nice. the thing is, <laughs> yeah, I scored, P- I, I scored distinctions for two A's and two A stars. Nice. I made my, my mom really proud of me. Because awesome. uh, I grew up in a very traditional family where my mom looks down on, on girls. Yeah. And my grandma looks down on girls. And so, <laughs> now, for all the parents out there, if you allow me, now I scored distinctions in my PSLE, my primary school living right. <laughs> exam. But after that, you know, I'm a nobody. It's like, okay, everything mm-hmm. just starts all over again for secondary school and even right. junior college and even to university. You just have to start from zero again. Right. And, and people and, and, forget about your results in few months of you. Forget about yeah. You yourself forget about it. I don't remember my results. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one because I really worked very hard and overcome English, my fear of English. Mm. And I don't really, I didn't really string a proper uh, uh, sentence in English until I was working with ESPN in my mm. mid twenties. Because I have friends who can speak Singlish or in Singapore and Mandarin, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah, so we don't really speak proper English. It's only until I was working with ESPN and I had Australians, I had Irish, I had Americans and British working together in one department. So I need to train myself to speak proper English. Mm-hmm. And I have to thank them for that. Amazing. So you're trying, your message is nothing is impossible. Just it's only a matter of time and the courage, courage. to try. Awesome. So Antia, that's the only time we have for today. Please tell our listeners, where can they find you? Do you have you a website? You can find me, Anthea Ong on LinkedIn or Anthea Ong on Facebook. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put those in the show notes. So anybody who would like to get in touch with you can click that and get in touch with you. Thank you so much for your time and an amazing valuable information you shared today thank you so much Kajal. thank you stay safe and we will catch up soon we are in singapore we should meet (laughs) thank you so much and bye-bye everybody thank you so much for listening do you know fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity, and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.